Fran fam, what's going on? Listen, before we start this podcast episode, I have a very, very small favor to ask of each and every single one of you guys. I appreciate the support that all of you have been showing for the podcast up until this point, but we want to try and get these episodes out to as many people as possible. And how we do that on the audio side is by leaving a review and dropping a five-star rating. So if you've been a consistent listener of the pod, please, before we get this episode started, it only takes a couple of seconds, leave a review. It could be a two-word, three-word, four-word review or just leave a rating do something to get the word out so that we can get the marvin francois show to more listeners moving forward outside of that love you guys appreciate the support but without further ado let's get into this episode i lost twenty thousand in a day go ahead but like i said it came after my biggest win okay. i had just made forty thousand, and then i lost half of that right the next day okay because i had made forty thousand in a day at the time, that was my biggest win. And I was so excited. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they say keep your emotions out of the market when mm-hmm. it comes to investing. I used to think that only meant, like we talked about with step one, you got to have some extra money so you're not trading fearful. Mm-hmm. I, I used to think keep your emotions out meant don't trade when you're fearful. It can mean don't trade when you're too excited, too. Right. Because I had just made my biggest win. I'm excited. I got overconfident. I'm thinking, oh, I can do anything. I can double this again. I can flip this. I'm the greatest trader ever, right? <laughs> I think I know everything. And that's that's what happens to a lot of people. Like, most of the time, people's biggest losses will come right after their biggest win because they get so excited. They right. think they're the greatest trader ever. Mm-hmm. So now they're trying to keep that winning streak going, and then they end up giving all those gains right back to the market. So keep your emotions out of the market does not only apply for you know, the um, fearfulness, but it applies for that overexcited. So the thing to do after your biggest win. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Marvin Francois show here where we talk all things business, financing and investing. And today is a very special day because we have my other my guy. Joey Taylor, a.k.a. JT, a.k.a. the almighty <laughs> JT. How are you, my brother? I'm doing good, man. It's good to be here. Hey, Appreciate man. it. Even happier to have you. And today is a special day because we are going to be talking about options trading 101. Everything that you need to know on how to get in options, how to do it successfully, do's and don'ts, begin mistake, everything from top to bottom, right? Yep. But before we do that, y'all already know the drill. Take a second, take a minute, take an hour out of your day right here, right now. Just go ahead and slap that like button. Show this episode some love. But without further ado, my guy. Yeah, yeah, welcome, yeah, welcome, yeah. welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy to have you, man. Man, it's good to be here, brother. Most definitely, most definitely. This is uh this is this is surreal. I didn't I I didn't see this coming. You know what I'm saying? We met at Invest Fest a yep. couple weeks back. You know, this gentleman walked up to me, very upstanding, very distinguished. You you know, I knew he was worth a million dollars and more. <laughs> sat down, had a multi-million dollar conversation, and you know, now we're here getting ready to break this thing down. But of course, I know who you are. Right. But the people may not know who you are. So before we get things rocking and rolling, take a second to let the people know who you are, where you're from, what you do and how you got your start. Yeah. So my name is Joey Taylor. Most people know me as JT mm-hmm. from a small town called Lynchburg, Virginia, right there in the middle. Probably never heard of it. OK. <laughs> but uh, I'm a full time options trader and entrepreneur. I own a fintech company um, and a okay. trading community. So um my first introduction to the stock market was in high school. I was 16 years old. Actually, I took a, a personal finance class, and okay. they weren't uh, like teaching us how to trade or anything. It was just kind of an introduction, like this is the stock market, this is real estate, this is credit. Um, but for me, like that was all I needed was an introduction. I always loved hustling. I loved flipping money from a young age. So when I heard about flipping money passively without having to do anything, mm-hmm. that really interested me even at 16. So I just kind of took what they gave us and did my own little independent research, um, started figuring some things out on my own. And then by the time I was 18, I had my first job. Uh, so that's when I started making money in the stock market um, and just making flips from there. Got you. So <clears throat> the introduction to stocks was high school. Right. From there, you kind of get into it. They didn't really give you the meat and potatoes of it all, but it was a nice introduction. Mm-hmm. And then from there, 18, I think you said, was when you started making money in the stock market, right? Yep. yep. So it was kind of at the time... It was now that was through long term investing or was that through trading? Like yeah, it, it started with investing, just buying shares. Okay, got you. Do you remember the company you bought your first uh, set of shares in? Yeah, the first company I bought was Apple. Apple. I mean, yeah, that's a yeah, given. Okay. Yeah. And what was the what was the platform? If you don't mind me asking, I used Robinhood. Robinhood. Okay, yep. got you, got yep. you, got you. So eight. So that was kind of your introduction, and then from there, eighteen. You know, got a little bit deeper. Now, are you for, are you you're still in school at this time? Correct. Yeah. 
you're working, so you're not really into entrepreneurship yet, right? Not yet. Okay, got you. So then walk me through there from what happened from 18 moving forward. How'd you get even deeper into the world of stock? Yeah, so um, I kind of started getting consistent a little bit, um, you know, 18, 19, and I started sharing my wins on social media. And then I was able to connect with other people that were trading on social media, Okay, um, you know, just from like hashtags and things like that. Mm -hmm. And then I'd see people making more money doing things like options trading. Okay, So that was when I started researching options, um, which allow you to make more money quicker than mm -hmm. just buying and holding shares. Um, you know, so that was really what caused me to really start researching into options. And uh, from there it was up. From there, from there it was up. Yeah. Okay. From there it was up. And then from that point, once you started kind of getting exposed to it on social media, that was, is that when you started segueing into entrepreneurship at that point or were you still not officially in it yet? So what really got me into entrepreneurship, like I said, I was sharing my wins on social media and that piqued a lot of people's interest. Mm -hmm. uh, so I would get DMs all the time from people like, you know, do you have a course or a group or some type of mentorship program? Like I want to learn from you. Mm -hmm. So at first, I would tell people no. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I was turning people away. You know, they told me they give me money. I'm turning them away because I said if I do get to that point, for one, I want some more experience mm -hmm. so I can do it the right way. I'm not going to rush into creating something just so I can make some quick money. Right, right. Um, so, you know, as I kept getting those DMs, I finally decided to make a group, a uh, Discord community, which is now uh, Impact Investments. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was getting people in from my DMs and kind of helping them, teaching them. And then they had lots of crazy results. So mm -hmm. then they started telling their friends about it. So they got their friends in, they got their friends in, so on and so forth. Like it just kind of grew through word of mouth. Right. How many members are you guys at right now? 800. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just, don't, 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 don't just say the number passively like that. Like say it again, but say it slow. How many? 800. Goodness gracious. Okay. And counting, by the way. Yep. Got you, got you, got you. In retrospect, do you think that, in retrospect, do you think that you, if you could go back, because, you know, you were pushing, I mean, granted, it worked out, uh -huh. but do you think now, knowing what you know now, you made the right decision and kind of holding off on, you know, teaching people and mentoring people in the field of trading? Or, you know, um, if you could go back, you're like, nah, I, I probably was ready at that time and I was overthinking it. Nah, I don't think I'd go back because knowing how to do something for yourself and knowing how to teach other people to do it is two separate things. Right? That's a bar. Right. Okay. So it, it, it took me a while to make that transition of uh, being able to only help myself to being able to help anyone. Okay. Gotcha. 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 So you felt like, like you said, you feel the way that you kind of went about it. Ultimately, it all worked. Out. I mean, 800 members and counting. I mean, right. yeah, 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 I'm sure. Right. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure there's no regrets there, but okay. Very, very interesting. So now let's dive a little bit deeper into that. And now, at what age, how old are you now when you launched the, the Discord group? I was 19 years old. And how old are you now? 22. So it's three years since you launched, launched Discord group until then, right? Let's go a little bit back to 19, right? At this time, you have the Discord group. You're a... Your trading is a side hustle for you, or is it full-time for you at this point when you launched the Discord group? Um, it was still a, a side hustle because I was a, a college student still. Got you, got you, got you. So at, at a college, college student at the time, and you're working while you're, while you're trading, right? Yeah, I was. Um, the moment I stopped trading was like a little bit before I launched the group. It was at the point where I started making more money with stocks than I was from my job. Okay, got you. And if you don't mind me asking, what was that number? Uh, the number of like w where you were like, all right, I'm at a point now where I'm making more from stocks and more from trading than I am for my job. What, what was that number for you? Yeah. So it was the time when I was actually um, making twice as much from trading than gotcha. I was for my job. So it uh, it was actually costing me money to go to work at that point. And then you was like, well, what do you do for work at that time? If you don't mind me asking. I was delivering pizza for Domino's. Really? Yeah. I was a Domino's delivery driver, but I was making good money, you know, because you think about it like especially on weekends, like, because it's, it's a college town. Right, so, like, right, right. Friday, Saturday night, like, I'm out all night. I could easily make, like, 200 250 a night, you know, just on the weekends alone. So it was decent money to be 19 years old. Got you. So what, what at, at, once you got to the point where now you were making more from trading than you were for Domino's, that was when the switch flipped. You was like, yeah, it's time to get rid of this. Yep. Got you. And then from there, you went into full-time trading. Uh, no, I was still a college student. The re the the time I went to full time trading um and uh dropped out of college, chose to bet on myself was gotcha. when COVID had hit right around the beginning of twenty twenty. Got you. So, delivering pizzas for Domino's, right? Two hundred, two fifty a weekend. Life life is solid. Yeah. Not like like you know in college, you know study. What were you in college studying for? Business. 
Okay, got you. Dropped out. And what year did you decide to drop out? 2020. No, I'm talking about what, what like sophomore or your junior. Oh, yeah, it was uh, sophomore year. Sophomore year. I dropped out sophomore year, too. Okay, okay we got you. God drop out life. We don't we don't advocate for it unless you know oh, what you're nah, doing. Don't yeah, encur- yeah. I don't encourage <laughs> unless you are. Yeah. yeah, unless you know what you're doing. You know, if you don't, you know, if you don't know what you're doing, I'm not going to sit here and say, yeah, get out. But, you know, you and I know, like, okay, they, you saw the bigger picture through your path in, in trading. Right. And ultimately, that was what, you know, encouraged you to, to kind of take that next step. You walk away from Domino. Uh-huh. You drop you you drop out. Uh-huh. COVID comes. What's going through your mind at that point in time? Hustle. Okay. Hustle. Hustle, man. Um, I didn't really like the way that uh, my my university handled COVID because you know that was when people switched from in person to online and it was a big mess. Gotcha. Um, so I I didn't I didn't really want anything to do with that. Gotcha. So, gotcha. You know, I said um, I'm gonna go all in and really take a chance on myself. Go all in on trading. Go all in on entrepreneurship. And really kind of run it up. And it was a perfect storm, you know, because when COVID hit, that was when people were making a lot of money in the market. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we were making great money in the market. Um, the group was growing. People wanted to trade. People were at home. Right. Um, and, you know, they were getting good results. So it was just, it was a perfect storm the way it worked out. And now, fast forward a couple of years later, here you are. Yeah, here right. Are. So now, now, let, now let's get into the nitty gritty of it all because I've, I've always known about options trading for a pretty good amount of time, uh-huh. right? And I'm on social media and I'm seeing people talk about $1,000 days, yep. $2,000 days, $10,000 days, $20,000. I'm seeing people talk about six-figure days. Days. Not six-figure years, not six-figure months, not six-figure quarters, six-figure days doing options trading, right? It's something I've dabbled in myself, but I've never really truly had, I think, a deep enough understanding of what it is, how it works, how to get started, the whole nine. So I said, listen... <clears throat> I'm all about providing as much uh, value as I can to my audience in every field of business, investing, and finance, right? I can't sit here and talk about credit. I can't sit here and talk about real estate and not also talk about one of the greatest wealth building tools out there, which is stocks, right? More specifically, day trading. So I had to bring you on here, you know what I'm saying, so oh, we, yeah, can get yeah. in, we can get into the nitty gritty of it all. So let's let's get into it, right? Trading options. What What is, what are options? Let's get into that. I really, like... Break this down for me as if I'm a five-year-old that don't know nothing about nothing and really scratch it down from top to bottom. What, what is options? How do options work? Yeah, so options are actually a derivative of the stocks. So buying stock is a little bit different from buying options because when you're buying stock, you're actually buying equity in that company. And you can hold that forever, right? You can mm-hmm. pass it to your children, your grandchildren, and so on. Um, the difference with buying options, you don't get any equity in the company. And you can't hold it forever. It has an expiration date, right? So you're buying what's called an options contract. And the contract actually gives you control over 100 shares. So it gives you the right to either buy or sell 100 shares of that stock at a certain price on a certain date. Okay. With the type of trading that I do, I'm not looking to exercise those option contracts, which means I'm not actually buying those 100 shares. I'm just trading the value of the contract. So I buy the option contract and then I'm selling it back to the market at a higher price. So um, the way that the option price moves or the option contract moves is going to depend on how the stock moves, right? So there's two types of option contracts. You have calls and you have puts. Mm -hmm. So calls allow you to make money when the stock moves up and puts are how you make money when the stock moves down, which is one of the biggest benefits for trading options. You can still make money even if a stock is moving down. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's get let, let's let, let me unpack that a little bit. So a uh, 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 option has about a hundred shares in it, correct? It gives you control over control. So shares. it gives you control over hundred shares, but you can't hold it forever. You can only hold it first. Now, is there a time limit on how long you can hold the option? Yeah, so there's different expiration dates. So you can get one that expires the same week, a month from now. There's even long term ones that are called leaps that expire one two years out. What's a a leap is a, a option that expires one or two yeah, years yeah, out. Yeah, it's a long long term option. Long term option. Okay, got you. And like you said, it's not necessarily equity in the uh, option is not necessarily equity in the company, but it gives you control over the share. Correct? Right, right. So you can still make money and still benefit from the stock moving up or down, but because it gives you control over one hundred shares, it's one hundred x. So that's why you're actually able to make a lot more money trading okay. options in a shorter time frame versus trading stocks. Okay, got you, got you, got you. So now, because it's because options allows you to make as much as you can make from it, do you need a lot of money to start in trading options? Like, is there a certain amount where it's like, yo, don't jump into options unless you have this much? 
and you don't need a lot at all. That's one of the beauty about the beautiful things about options is you can make more with less like stocks, okay. stocks, that's long term money. That's slow money. You know, like you said, you see people making thousands of dollars a day. Typically, that's going to be with options. Right. So really, you can it's not uncommon to see you know, 100, 200, 1,000 percent gains in one day trading options, like people turning $500 into $2,000 overnight. That's pretty normal with options. But with stocks, it could take you years and even decades to see those kind of returns. So stocks um, and equity is long-term, slow money. Options is quick money. Options is quick money. Now, a lot of people will hear you say quick money and like, oh, if it's quick money, let me click off, let me click off this episode. I'm not interested in quick money because, you know, fast money is a scam and all these other different things. Um, when it comes to options, is it a, so because it's faster money, because you're able to make a lot more in such a shorter amount of time, is it something, is it kind of like a way for, is it a stream of cash flow that we can get that we can, that we're using to invest in other plays? Or is this something that we can kind of hang our hat on for the long term? Right. So obviously, for example, like people, when people think about long, like long-term wealth building plays, they think about, you know, real estate, right? And and owning property and things of that nature. And when you think about stocks, they don't they don't think about it from the day trading perspective. They're thinking about it from the sense, sense of let me buy a hundred shares of Apple and let it sit there for 20 years, right? Or let me put money into the S P five hundred and let me sit and let it sit there for some time. So can we build wealth with trading options or is it more of a side hustle? Which what route does it take? So options trading is really going to be a form of income. Now really the the play is if you want to make a make it a wealth building play um, you know, you take that income that you're making from options and you put that money back into the stocks. Okay. So you essentially turn that fast, quick money into long-term slow money that okay. you use to build and maintain wealth. Got you, got you, got you. All right. So now let's break it down step by step. If I wanted to get started in options today, what's the first thing that I need to do to get my foot in the door? Yeah. So the first thing that you're going to need to do to start your trading journey, before you even think about trading options or putting money in the market, you need to actually have some money put to the side. Right. Because options, it's trade. It's all mental. Right. It's all psychology. Mm -hmm. So if you're trading with your last dollar, like money that you need to pay the rent or money that you need for groceries, mm -hmm. you're going to come into the market with a scared mindset. You're going to be fearful. That's going to cause you to make mistakes. So you don't want to be trading with your last dollar. You want to have some extra capital. So the minimum amount to get started comfortably, I tell people is between 500 to a thousand dollars at the minimum. Now you can start with less than $500. I've seen people start with a hundred dollars and flip that to a few thousand. But you got to understand that when you start with like a hundred dollars, your back is kind of against the wall. Mm -hmm. You don't have a lot of breathing room. You make one to two bad moves, that $100 is gone and you're out the game. So to start comfortably is 500 to a thousand at the minimum. 500 to a thousand at the minimum. Now, I know a couple of people that have done day trading, uh -huh. right? Because that's what it's called, right? Day day trading. Yeah, yeah. There's different. There's different types. Okay, so before I ask that question, what are the different types? Uh, what are the different types? I, I've heard of day trading, and then I've heard of something about like scalping, and there are one or two other ones that escape my mind right now. So, what are the different types of trading? Yeah, so you got day trading. So the stock market is open from nine thirty a.m. Eastern to four p.m. Eastern. Mm -hmm. So day trading just means you're buying and selling within that window on the same day. Uh, scalping is just like a quick form of day trading. So when you're day trading, you might be in a trade for like 30 minutes, an hour. Scalping is quick, like two, three minutes, five minutes. You're in and out super quick. Okay. And then you have swing trading. Swing trading just means that you're holding the trade overnight. Could be for one night, a week, one month, um, you know, just any any amount of time overnight. Of those three, is one form of trading better than the other, or is it always pretty preferential? How does that work? You can make a lot of money doing any strategy. My preferred strategy is scalping because okay. scalping is, what, is what's going to allow you to have those quick work days, those 5, 10, 15-minute work days where you come in the market, you get in and out, you make your money in a few minutes, and then you're good for the rest of the day. You don't have to worry about what the market does. If it moves up or down, you've already made your money. Gotcha. So the con to day trading or scalping, though, is that it's active. You have to actually have the time to sit in front of the screen and, you know, manage that trade and watch it. Um, you know, some people might be students, might be employees, whatever. Um, so they don't have that time from that 930 a.m. to 4 p.m. to actually sit in front of the charts. So that's where swing trading comes into play. Right. Because if you're holding a trade for one month, you don't have to sit there and watch it every second of the day. So the pro to swing trading is that it's less active. Uh, the con to swing trading is that it's going to be, uh, you're kind of at the mercy of the market when you're swing trading. What I mean by that, 
say, for example, you're in calls, the stock is going up, you're making money. And then all of a sudden the CEO of that company comes out one night and he says, Hey, I hate working at this company. It's a terrible business. Nobody should ever buy their products or services again. I quit. Your trade is, is getting wrecked right. immediately. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing you could have done about it unless you personally know that CEO when he tells you I'm about to do this. Sale. <laughs> right, right, right. Right. So that's what I mean by at the mercy of the market. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing. Um, there could be times where something comes out that helps you trade, but because you never really know, um, it's just that level of uncertainty that, that's a con. Son, you know I pulled you over today? Because I was doing 90 and a 40 and hit three people along the way. <laughs> no, I don't care about that. What I do care about though is, uh, when checking our system, seems like you got a 580 credit score, right? Now, normally, I'd give you a ticket for this, but instead I'm gonna give you a link to a website called francoiscapital.com, right? They specialize in removing hard inquiries, charge-offs, collections, student loans, evictions, and so much more. So when you leave here, head over to francoiscapital.com and book your free credit consultation today, the capital way. All right, well, thank you, officer. What, what the hell is this? Are you even a cop? Have a good day. Got you, got you. Okay, so now going back to your first step, you said the first thing, you know, like you said before, you people get started. One, you want to have your mindset right and understand. And, and this is one of the general rules of thumb when it comes to investing, whether it's real estate, stocks, crypto, whatever it may be. You only invest what you're willing to lose, right? right? So for you, like you said, if you're looking to invest, you don't come in here ready to bet the house, literally. You ain't fit to put a lien on your house to start no. making money, <laughs> to making money in, in options. You want to maybe take money from your nine to five, right? Start putting that money to the side. And, um, you know, using that money to be to, to get started in your option journey. Right. So that's step one before my my question to you would be because I've had people who have day traded. And one thing that they talk about, I'm not sure if this also applies in options, is something uh, called paper trading. Yeah. Right. Where you can essentially, I guess, trade for like practice trading before you get into the, the, the actual field. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. Yeah. So that uh, actually brings me to step two, which is open a brokerage account mm-hmm. or a trading account. So one of the best platforms is going to be Thinkorswim by TD Ameritrade uh, because you can have two types of accounts. You're going to have a paper trading account, which is just practice, right? It's simulated money. They're going to give you $250,000 of basically fake money, mm-hmm. um, but you can use that to practice trading, get in and out of trades, um, and feel comfortable without having to actually risk your hard-earned money. Um, and then you're going to have what's called a cash account or a live account, which is with your real money that you transfer in from your bank that you're making real flips with. Gotcha, gotcha. And that, and now of all the brokerage accounts, because it's TD, now it's called Thinkorswim, right? Right, right. And that, just want to say it again, Thinkorswim on the TD Ameritrade, is that the only brokerage account that's out there or is that just the best one and why? That's the best one um, because they have the most information. They have in-app charting. They don't really lag a lot. Um, they have a lot of tutorials on how to use the platform already on there. So it's... Um, it's got the most information on it. So the con to Thinkorswim is that it doesn't have the easiest user face. Right? Okay. It can take a little bit of practice to get used to seeing it and what everything means. But um, like I said, they have tutorials right there on the uh, app or website on how to use it. So, you know, it's definitely worth looking into. Um, a good alternative is one that's called Weeble. Okay. Weeble is another one. It's not as good as Thinkorswim. I really say it's like a step down. Um, it's got a cleaner u- user face, uh, but it doesn't have as much information. But it's still um, still got a lot, kind of like a tier two. And then the one that I'm pretty sure most people are kind of already familiar with is going to be Robinhood. Mm-hmm. So I don't encourage people to trade options on Robinhood. Um, it's good for kind of long-term investing if you just want to buy shares. But with options trading, they have a lot of issues. Um, they, w- they have improved a little bit over these past couple of years. I will give them that. Uh, but still, one of the biggest things is if you don't have at least $25,000 in your Robinhood account, you're limited to the amount of day trades that you can make. And if you go over that limit, they're actually going to ban you from trading for 90 days. So until they fix that, I do not encourage people to trade on Robinhood. Well, damn. OK. Yeah, I, I actually didn't even know that. So like you said, the three main ones is Thinkorswim, Webull and then Robinhood. But of the three, Robinhood, we don't even want to play that game. No. Yeah, it, it's 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 Thinkorswim or bust, essentially. Okay, so we get our mind right. We get the we get the five hundred dollars to a thousand dollars aside for us to get started. Right. Yeah. Step two is we open a brokerage account. Now, once we open the brokerage account, going back to what I was asking about paper trading before we do, now, do I have to start? Do, would you recommend paper trading before we actually get get into actual trading, or is it kind of once again really just on a person by person basis? What would you recommend? 
I say it is kind of on that person by person because some people are not going to benefit from paper trading because knowing that it's fake money, um, they're just not really going to be able to actually lock in the way that they need to, right? You're going to be trading different. Mm -hmm. um, I will say that if you want to go the paper trading route, just trade with an amount that actually matches your account value because they give you 250000 So if your real account and you're going to be starting with $1,000, do not get on the paper trade account and make $50,000 trades. Right, you start with that one thousand. Only use what you're really gonna have. That's one of the biggest things. Okay, okay, got you. Get the money, get the account. What's what's the next step now for us to start getting things rocking and rolling? You want to figure out what style of trader you actually want to be, right? So that's like we talked about. You have the day trading, you have the swing trading, you have scalping. Um, for me personally, like I said, scalping is my favorite because it's gonna allow you to have those quick work days. If you do have that time from that nine thirty a.m. to four p.m. window. Definitely encourage you to look look into scalping or day trading. Um, it's one of my favorite strategies. Um, it's something that I've been doing from the beginning. It's been working for me. Mm -hmm. um, you can still make a lot of money swing trading. Uh, again, this really kind of depends on your availability and what your preference is. With, with day trading and swing trading, you talked a lot about kind of the pros and cons that come with scalping, which is what you do, correct? Mm -hmm. With day trading and swing trading, what are some of the pros and cons? Like if I'm watching this, I'm like, okay, I know what, what comes with the good and the bad that comes with scalping. What are the pros and the cons that come with day trading and swing, swing trading? Yeah, so day trading and scalping are really considered kind of the same. About the same right? thing. Okay, got you. Yeah, so with scalping, like we talked, or sorry, with swinging, like we talked about, the con is going to be you're at the mercy of the market, right? Yeah. Anything could happen, um, you know, that comes out after hours, after the market is closed, some news could come out on the company, your trade gets wrecked, you can't do anything about it. You're done up. You're done. You're done. You're done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're done, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's it. Got you. Okay, I think I saw something similar to that. Um, if um, when um, they was having the AMC stuff and the Dogecoin, this and all that, and basically like every time Elon Musk would tweet, I'm not in the space, but every time Elon Musk would tweet, but this was more for crypto, so I'm not sure if it if it still falls in the same line. But he would tweet certain things and like that guy had too much power. Yeah, yeah, but no, like people would always talk about it, how like you know Dogecoin will go up, it will go down, or this coin, or that other coin. Right. Or so it's kind of similar to that in that regard when we talk about... Yeah, things can happen. It's not exactly the same. Um, there's not really, like, someone tweeting is going to hurt a company because crypto is all, you know, people buying right. and selling. But right. With with companies, there's actual fundamentals to back them. So it, it'll be something like bad news, like, oh, they just had to let go half of their workforce, 25% of their workforce, which mm -hmm. would be bad, cause the stock to go down, or something like, they just announced they're going to build 500 new locations over the next two years. That's something good. But you don't really know when this news is going to drop. So you're in the trade, and these things are just kind of dropping randomly, and they're going to affect your money. Gotcha. 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 Okay. Okay. Got the money. Got the account. Identify who I am as a trader. Swinging, scalping, day trading. Scalping and day trading, basically the same thing. Uh -huh. Swing trading. Play with it if you want to. If the CEO come out and say something crazy, you're finished. <laughs> you're done. <laughs> yeah. Game over. Okay, I'm getting the hang of it now, right? Now on, what's step four now, moving forward? So step four is you're going to need an actual trading strategy. And your okay. strategy is just your method of determining, okay, this stock is about to move up or it's about to move down. Mm -hmm. Therefore, I want to get in this trade. So there's a few different things you can do. The most popular strategy is going to be technical analysis, also known as TA. And that's looking at charts, right? Those red and green lines that you see. Mm -hmm. And there's actually multiple strategies within technical analysis. Um, it's the most popular for a reason. You know, it's effective, it works, uh, but it's not complete. Okay. Because the way it works is you're just looking at previous price action. You're looking at what happened in the past. Like this price used to be right here. And so what, the way it works is you say, okay, usually when the price does this, this is what happens next. Right. So you're kind of making an educated guess on what's going to happen next based off what already happened. Um, and it's effective. But like I said, educated guess is still a guess. So it's not complete. Um, there's a way to kind of improve on that. And I'll get on that in a second. Um, another one is trading news. So trading news, like I said, you know, a company says, OK, we're going to open 500 new locations over the next two years. That's good news. The stock can move up. So you would see that and then try and get in calls, right? Catch that upside move. Mm -hmm. Trading news can be kind of tricky, though, because one thing that you'll notice a lot is that the stock will move before the news even comes out, right? The stock will already jump up, then the news article comes out, and then you end up trying to chase a move that already happened. 
Um, so trading that that doesn't happen all the time, but it happens pretty often, right? So trading news can be kind of tricky, and then that brings me to the best strategy, which is going to be using options flow. Okay. So options flow is tracking orders in the stock market from these big money traders, the professionals. So that's going to be your hedge funds, your market makers, people that have access to seven, eight figure, and even nine figure trading accounts, right? The professionals. So it's showing you what they're buying and when they're buying it in real time. And that's the best type of strategy you can use for trading because you think about it, these are the guys that have the highest win rates. Because when you're making a $5 million trade, I don't care who, who you are, how much money you have. Nobody wants to just throw away $5 million. Right. So if you put $5 million into a trade, you have some serious conviction. No, you know something. Mm-hmm. You know something that the general public does not. Mm-hmm. That's why these guys, they're the ones that have 80 to 90% win rates. So they don't win all the time, but you think they're worried about the 10 to 20% of the time where they don't win? No. And neither should you if you're following those trades, right? So following the smart money, the big money, the whales, there's a lot of nicknames for them at the end of the day. It's just the the top traders in the market. It's the easiest strategy, easiest way to make money in the market. And you can actually combine flow with these other strategies that I talked about. So like I was saying how technical analysis is not a complete strategy, right? Because it's only um, past looking. Options flow is forward looking. It's telling you, okay, big money is buying these options right now because a move is going to happen in the future right so you can look at a chart and say okay based on what i'm seeing on the chart it looks like the stock is about to move up now you go look at the flow okay big money is buying calls so i know this stock is about to move up so now you can follow the calls with the big money and get paid that way right easy another thing like i said with the news you'll notice a lot of times the stock moves before the news even drops That's because these professional traders, they have access to tools that give them news faster than the general public. Like, example, Bloomberg Terminal is one, right? Fastest, most advanced stock data out there. Guess how much that costs? How much? It's 30,000 a year. Oh, hold on. 30 30 (laughs) bands a year. 30 bands a year? And that's the the type of tools that these professional traders are using because that's that's what's going to give you the news before the general public. So they get the news. They know it's about to drop. So they get in, they get out, they've already made their money. And Mm -hmm. then by the time the general public has the news, it's already too late to catch that move. When you're following flow, you can see that they start buying before the news even comes out, right? You'll notice, okay, why are they all buying calls right here? The stock is moving up, but like, what's the reason? And then a few minutes later, you see the news article comes out. Oh, they already knew that, but they've already made their money. So it's going to be too late if you're not watching flow and you don't know that already. Mm -hmm. JT, let me tell you something, man. Yeah. You drop another gem. <laughs> I'll break your mic right now. <laughs> you That's what drop, I'm here for. You man. drop another gem. That's I'll break your for. mic right now, JT. That's why I'm here. You better stop this. Not, you better stop this right now. Okay. That was that. Was, okay. Hold on. Hold on. Let, let, let's walk through again. So there's step four is about finding your trading strategy, right? right. And like you said, the three main ways is through technical analysis. Right. I'm, t- I'm taking notes. I'm taking notes. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah, I, yeah I, I promise you. you. I'm taking notes. Oh yeah. Technical analysis. Trading news, uh-huh. options flow, right, right. Like you said, each of them has. I'm sure, like you kind of broke down, have their pros and their cons. But the best ones, the best one from your personal experience is option flow, Definitely. just for the simple fact that you're playing a game of copycat. Well, if this dude over here is 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 in a ten million dollar, twenty million dollar call put, whatever it is. He knows something I don't know. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go ahead and put my little thousand dollars in. I might not have 10, 10 million yeah. to follow you, yeah. but I put a thousand in. Yeah, I put, I, put my, I put my little five hundred. I put know my little I mean? I get some crumbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got I, I get some. But no, that's a you know it kind of goes back to one of my favorite things. Favorite things is nothing wrong with being a copycat just as long as you copy in the right cat. What better cat to copy? That's the one. Than a mug that's over here putting ten million dollars on on a on a call or a put or object. That's great. That's. Wow. Okay. Okay. And like you said, it's not that you can't find success with the other two. It's just that when it comes to options flow, compared to those two, it's the best route to go. And that's what you've mainly been using for yourself, correct? Yeah, definitely, man. And it's the best one because at the end of the day, the market is moved by money, by people. You right. Know, when people buy, the market goes up. When people sell, the market goes down. Mm-hmm. So you can look at the chart, you can look at the news, but at the end of the day, if the money is not coming, the stock is not going to move. So you have to be able to see where that money is going and when it's going there. So options flow is by far the best tool. I'll even give you one of my favorite strategies to use with flow. Let's go. I call it the opening bell flow strategy. Let's do it. So the market opens right there at 930 a.m., right? So what I notice is when I see those big money traders buying, say, millions of dollars worth of calls, 
right there at the open. They didn't wait for any candles to form. They didn't wait for any news to come out. They just wanted to get in as soon as possible. That tells me two things. It tells me, one, there's a sense of urgency. So that means that there's a move coming soon. So I know that, okay, I need to get in this with them. They don't care what's going on in the market. They want to get in this trade. I have not missed a trade using that open and bell flow strategy. I have not missed a trade. Mm-hmm. It's, it's my favorite, my favorite one. It doesn't happen every day. Mm-hmm. I'd say maybe like once or twice a week, though, you'll catch it where as soon as 930 hits, millions of dollars coming in, sense of urgency, a move is coming soon. That move is coming quick. And then that's when I have those, like I talked about, 10, 15-minute work days where I'm just scalping, following the big money at open, in, out, easy. Got you. Got you. Okay. Okay. Another question I have when it comes before we get into the next step after that. Another question I have, and I, th- I think this happened with the AMC thing. I don't know if this also applies in options because you were talking about like, you know, the, the, the market moves with money, uh-huh. right? There With the AMC thing, I don't remember the, the word, but there was a situation where that AMC thing happened or the GameStop thing happened because a bunch of people just was putting money in or something like that, or they were just making trades in. I forget there's a word for it. I don't know if it's called shorting. It was a short squeeze. There you go, short, short squeeze. squeeze. Can you do that? Can you do that? Well, do you, can you explain what that is? And also, is that applicable in options as well? Yeah, so what happened is a lot of these... This is this is the one time. <laughs> it's funny because this is the time where the big money lost to the regular people. How, right? All right, so explain, break that down. Yeah, so big money was actually short on GameStop and AMC, meaning they were betting that these stocks were going to go down, right? But then retail, which is regular traders like you and myself, mm-hmm. non-professionals, mm-hmm. they started buying the stock, right? So they were actually pushing the stock higher because it was so much money coming in from retail that even against the big money, the stock still started moving up. So when you're short on a position, if the position starts moving up, the stock is moving up, you actually have to buy those shares. So they were getting kicked out of their short positions and having to buy those shares. So now even more money is coming in, which kept pushing it higher and higher and higher. So that's what they call a short squeeze. Got you. So that's so that, that happened with GameStop and with AMC, correct? Yeah, back, I believe it was January, February of 2021. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that can happen now... And I remember there was a whole situation where like Robin Hood was like, hey, you can't buy this the stock. But can you do also do that? Is there a way to do that in options trading? So so first you got to understand something like that is rare. Like that was the first time it had happened. I can't say it'll never happen again because you never know. But something you saw like Robin Hood and other platforms say, right. okay, you all are not even allowed to buy this, right? right? Because when big money starts losing, they start they don't they don't play fair. Okay. They stopped playing fair. Right. Big money does not like to lose to the regular traders. That was the one time it happened. They changed the rules. They like took the buy button off. You're not even allowed to buy the stock anymore. Right. So short squeezes still happen, but not at that large of a scale. You know what I mean? So it probably won't happen again. You probably won't see another GameStop like AMC, something where it's super crazy like that. Um, but we did have one recently with um, it was Bed Bath & Beyond. Bed Bath & Beyond started squeezing um, about a month, a month and a half ago. Um, and if you were watching Flow, you could actually see it happening, right? You saw some money coming into calls. Stocks started moving up. But then right around um, when AMC, or sorry, uh, what's it called? What was the platform called? Reddit. Reddit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's the group of people that actually started the, games, the GameStop and AMC thing. They were on Reddit telling people, hey, buy GameStop, buy AMC. Okay. They were doing the same thing with Bed Bath & Beyond. Right, so Bed Bath and Beyond to hit Reddit, so telling people, "Hey, this is going to be another short squeeze. Let's just buy calls. We're going to make money." Right, but when you look at the flow, you could see the big money was betting millions, hundreds of millions on 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 um, Bed Bath and Beyond going down. Like it was crazy flow, crazy put flow. Right, so the it, the the amount of money that they were putting in on Reddit. They were not going to beat the big money on that time. Like it was it was not going to be another GameStop AMC. And if you were only on Reddit. They might have talked you into thinking, okay, we're going to squeeze this up. But if you're looking at the flow, you see that's not happening. This is crazy. Okay. My favorite part of this episode will forever be the fact that, it, it, do you call it big money or is that the slang in the space? So there's, there's a lot of terms. I say big money. Some people call them smart money. Some people call them whales. Um, there's a few nicknames. I just like to say big money. because The way you say it, are you money. making it sound like, they, like they, they, they're the villain on the block. You remember The Wire? What was the name of that dude in The Wire <laughs> with the shotgun? What was his name? I don't know if you remember. Oh, oh. Um, Omar. 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 Yeah, 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 Omar. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like big money coming. Like, oh my, okay. Okay. Because, so, well, I, I I don't want to make it seem like they're villains, but 
when people say that the stock market is fair or it's rigged and it's only designed for the super wealthy to get rich, there is some truth to that. But I say the solution is not to give up. I say the solution is, okay, if you can see exactly what they're doing and you know that they're the ones that are going to win most of the time, copy them. Right. Make the same moves as them. You'll get paid the same way as them. Not the same dollar amount. Not the same way. Not the same way. Right. But you'll get paid with them. Got you. Got you. Got you. Got you. Got you. And you're saying the short squeeze thing, the likelihood of it happening again is is pretty low. Like if I got in contact with you and like 10,000 other traders and be like, yo, this is what we finna do. We could, we couldn't make it happen again or, or no. In, in theory, in theory, it could happen again, but You know, like we saw from the last time it happened, um, they took away the buy button. It was too much money, too many retail traders were <laughs> right. buying. So this, this, that alone lets me know, like, they're not going to allow this to happen. If it starts to happen, they will change the rules up. Got you. Okay. All right. Let, let's let's get back on track. Let's stay focused. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, yeah. Where we at? Number four was identifying our trading strategy, right? Option flow, uh uh, trading news and then uh, technical analysis. Option flow is the best one. Right now, once we've identified our strategy, what's next? Though the last step, this is step five. You need to get a mentor. Okay, you need to get someone that has some experience that can give you some hands-on guidance and really shorten that learning curve for you. Right, mm-hmm. because as you and I know, YouTube is a great place for information, but at the end of the day, it's not going to get you to be a professional. Right. right. At some point, you got to get a mentor mm-hmm. because YouTube is, and the internet in general, it's just scattered information, mm-hmm. right? So you might go listen to one person and they're telling you a different thing as another person. So you're trying to learn from 20 different people, but mm-hmm. then they have conflicting points and it doesn't make sense. So at some point, you got to be able to get someone that can kind of take you under their wing that you can have access to, that you can talk to every day, that can really um, help you get on a fast track to making some good money as a trader. Mm-hmm. Five steps. That's yep. all you need. Yeah, so five steps. So we'll recap. We got step one, you need to have some extra cash put to the side. You got to get your mind right, too. Yeah, got to get your mind right. Step two, you open up a brokerage account. Thinkorswim is the best, right? Mm-hmm. Step three, you need to figure out what style of trader you want to be between mm-hmm. day trading and scalping. Step four, you need to get yourself a trading strategy. Options flow is going to be the best one because you can use it on its own or you can combine it with any of the other strategies. Step five, you need to get a mentor. Mm. And And then from there, you're flying. Yeah. Okay. But now let's talk about why mentorship is so important because the thing with mentorship is is basically a cheat code Mm -hmm. because you're learning from somebody else's mistakes, right? You're learning from somebody who's where you want to be who's taking the lumps that you don't want to take and they're going to give you the knowledge and expertise to where you're not going to never not make mistakes, right? right. But you'll make a lot less mistakes when you're able to learn from the things that they did and, you'll, and they'll be able to tell you, yeah, don't do this, do this instead, right? Let's talk a little bit more about that going to you because, you know, you've been in this space for a good amount of time. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that there are a lot of mistakes that people are going to make and probably are making right now as beginning traders, right? What are some of the biggest do's and don'ts as a beginner trader or some of the biggest mistakes that you see most traders make when they first get into the space so something that is a do that you got to have as a trader is what's called a stop loss so a stop loss is going to kick you out of a play if it starts moving against you so for example say you put a thousand dollars into a trade right that doesn't mean you have to risk that full a thousand dollars and let it go to zero if the trade doesn't work you can put a 20 percent stop loss on it so if you lose 20 percent of that value you'll be out of the play so now instead of losing the full thousand dollars, you only lose two hundred dollars, which is twenty percent, and you still have eight hundred dollars to work with and bounce back from versus going back to zero. Mm-hmm. I tell people all the time, you can't bounce back from zero. You can bounce back from any other loss, but if you go all the way to zero, that's it. You're done. You gotta put more money in. Mm-hmm. Right. So a mistake that people make is not using the stop loss or just not knowing about it. But even if they know about it, it's not having the discipline to stick to it. They might say I have a 20% stop loss on this, right? So then they drop 20% and then they try to convince themselves, oh, it'll come back. Now they're down 40%. They say, oh, it's going to come back. Now you're down 60, 80% and you lost the whole trade versus only losing that 20%, which you could have bounced back from. So having a stop loss, having that strategy and having the discipline to actually stick to it is one of the biggest things um, that new traders need to know. Um, another one I want to say, because you kind of talked about this at the beginning, you said you see people all the time on social media say they made a thousand, five thousand, six figures, whatever in a day. Right. Right. So that is what gets a lot of people into trading, but it can kind of get them in for the wrong reason. And they don't even know it. Right. Because they see someone 
Um, and it, like, it's even different. Like they might see a friend, a friend or a family member, someone that they know, they say, okay, I made $5,000 a day trading. Right. So now this person says, okay, I want to come and make $5,000 a day too. So you come in the market trying to get the same results as them. But you don't realize like this person might be on day 1,000 of their trading journey. Mm. You're on day one. Mm-hmm. Why are you trying to get the same results as someone that's on day 1,000 when you're on your first day, mm-hmm. right? You got to be able to stay in your own lane. Don't try and copy what uh, copy the profits that you see other people making, right? Mm-hmm. Stay in your own lane with it. Also, another thing, like this person that's making six figures in a day, whatever, they might have a million-dollar trading account. Mm-hmm. They're working with millions of dollars. You only have five thousand mm-hmm. dollars, so you're trying to make ten, fifteen, twenty thousand in a day because you saw someone else do it, but they're working with millions. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier to make that kind of money when you already have seven figures versus starting with a few thousand. Marv, Dean Dallas here from the FICO Friendly News. Great performance. You got another 117 point increase for one of your clients, but I want to take a look at the second quarter. It seemed like Equifax tried to put a late payment <laughs> on one of your client's credit accounts. What right. are your initial thoughts on that? Uh, you know, they're a dirty team. Uh, everybody in the league knows that. Um, you know, but ultimately, when you have a system like ours that specializes in removing hard inquiries, charge offs, bankruptcy, student loans, and so much more, you know, you game plan for things like that. You know, we stuck to that game plan. And uh, ultimately came out with a W, so it is what it is. Marcina Shally here. There have been some talks that you guys are going to be looking to recruit some new players this offseason. What can you tell us about that? <laughs> um, you know, I can't really speak on that. I'm going to leave that to the front office. Um, I'm only focused on the guys that we already have in the locker room. But, you know, to anybody that's interested in joining the team, it's really not that hard. You know, all you got to do is head over to FrancoisCapital.com uh, and then book your free credit consultation so that we can get your credit repaired today the capital way. Is that all? All right, thanks guys. You have a good one, all right? Appreciate it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. JC, what I told you? <laughs> I told <laughs> you about them gems. I, I told them gems. I, you got one more in you before I break that mic, JT. Oh, it's coming. You got, you got one coming. more in you. You got to break I, it. I'm going to start moving some furniture up in here, JT. <laughs> We're going to be moving furniture. Listen. Okay. All right. Okay, 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 okay. Now, you've been in the space for a solid amount of time, so I got to ask you this. What's the, what's the, cause like I said, I'm not a trader. I just, I just have a YouTube channel. And I do credit, right? Right. I've heard some stories about losses that people have taken in space. Cause some we, horror we, stories. we, we can't listen nightmares. <laughs> so, you understand yeah. what I'm saying? And it's, 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 it's to the point, And this really goes with anything in entrepreneurship when it comes, but more specifically in trading, when it comes to L's that you're going to take in the space, it's never, it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when. Well, yep. What is the biggest loss that you personally have taken as a trader up until this point? Man, it's so crazy um, because my biggest loss came right after my biggest win. Okay. And there's a reason for that. I'm going to get into it. So Let's my do biggest it. loss, I had lost $20,000. Wait, hold on. Hold wait, 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 Hold on, hold on, hold on. What's up? Just don't say anything for it. <laughs> just, just <laughs> let him sit with that. Just let, let me sit, just y'all let, sit with that. Let me just. How much? I lost 20000 in a day. Go ahead. But like I said, it came after my biggest win. Okay. I had just made forty thousand, and then I lost half of that, right the next day. Okay. Because I had made forty thousand in a day at the time. That was my biggest win, and I was so excited. Mm-hmm. And you know, they say keep your emotions out of the market when mm-hmm. it comes to investing. I used to think that only meant like we talked about was step one. You got to have some extra money so you're not trading fearful. Mm-hmm. I, I used to think keep your emotions out meant don't trade when you're fearful. It can mean don't trade when you're too excited, too. Right. Because I had just made my biggest win. I'm excited. I got overconfident. I'm thinking, oh, I can do anything. I can double this again. I can flip this. I'm the greatest trader ever, right? <laughs> I think I know everything. And that's that's what happens to a lot of people. Like, most of the time, people's biggest losses will come right after their biggest win because they get so excited. They right. think they're the greatest trader ever. Mm-hmm. So now they're trying to keep that winning streak going. And then they end up giving all those gains right back to the market. So keep your emotions out of the market does not only apply for, you know, the um, fearfulness, but it applies for that overexcited. So the thing to do after your biggest win is for when you actually pay yourself, which means transfer some of that money from your trading account to your personal bank account. So you can go on a nice vacation, buy yourself a gift, whatever. Enjoy the money. Enjoy the money. And then literally log out of your trading account for the rest of the day. <laughs> log out. Because if you stay logged in, you keep looking at the screens, you're going to want to make another trade mm-hmm. because you're feeling so good about the last trade that you made that you think, okay, you can't miss. Mm-hmm. No, no. Log out and enjoy the money. That's right. it. 
I've heard, and I've heard that too. You know, um, I've heard other traders talk about like, man, listen, take the small wins. Don't be, don't be greedy. That's mm-hmm. one of the biggest things I've heard, right? Because to your point, a lot of people I've heard of taking their biggest losses. It always came by way of you just trying to bite off them, trying to bite off more than they could chew. Yep. Right. So, like you said, not being greedy, learning when to get out and just take the small wins. It's like. It's all right. I know you see people on Instagram with the, like you said, the ten thousand dollar days and the fifty thousand days, and you're gonna get there. But appreciate the two hundred fifty dollar day. Get out. Go go to Bro, sleep. You gotta start small. Right. You gotta be okay with starting small. And like I literally documented my journey, so you know I can make. I've had ten thousand dollar days now, like plenty of them. You know, five, ten bands, whatever. But you can literally go back. I think like on my Twitter because I started on Twitter where I was sharing my wins. You can scroll back. It might take you a while because I got thousands of yeah, tweets, yeah, but like, yeah, you yeah. can see where I was making $100 a day, mm-hmm. and I was happy. Mm-hmm. I was excited, like $100 a week. I swear I started sharing my wins, and then you can see like I grew from $100 days to $1,000 days to $10,000 days, and it wasn't an overnight process. It took years to get to that point, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But it's absolutely worth it. It's worth starting small and seeing that consistency and seeing that growth because now you've got a skill that can last you for life, Right. And you don't need to talk to anybody. You don't need to post on social media. You don't need to drive to a job or clock in anywhere. Like, as long as you got a phone and some Wi-Fi, you can make money. It's mm-hmm. a lifelong skill. So it's definitely worth it. Got you. <sighs> Hey, it, look, you about to... <laughs> I, I told you what I tell you. You about to get into it. <laughs> I'm about to, I'm a, I'm a, I have respect for Josh in the studio, so I'm not going to do it. But not hey, ever... Shout out Josh. Shout man. out Josh. Josh, oh my God, Josh. Josh. Josh saved the day, but. Y'all was, yeah, this was about to be a different kind of YouTube yeah, video. This is, <laughs> <laughs> this is about to get real violent. But no, we here. We here. Um, nah, but I love everything that you're saying, right? Because it's like those small wins will compound into that big, big win that everybody's trying to get. The. Mm-hmm. The big money win, yep. right? That everybody's trying to get to, but it takes time. You got to understand that it's a process, and really just take this thing step by step. Otherwise, you know, you're going to bite off more than you than you can chew. Like I said, I've heard people the same way. I've seen people have twenty thousand, fifty thousand wins. I've seen people lose ten thousand dollars playing this game. You just talked about losing twenty thousand dollars. Like yep. this, this thing is sweet, but it can get bitter real quick, right? If you don't respect it and respect the process. So I absolutely love that you said that. One other part of it I want to talk about was also taxes, because I feel like. I see a lot of people talk about the wins, the losses, all these, all these different things. But at the end of the day, I don't care if you make money from trading or if you make money from selling ice cream on, on the block. You know, Uncle Sam's coming. Oh, coming. he's coming. He's he coming. coming. He, he watching you like, yeah, keep Watch making that money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I'm coming. But, yeah. you know, keep, keep doing what you got to do. How do taxes work when it comes to trading? I've never heard any traders talk about that, that side of things. How does that work? Yeah, so when you're uh, making your profits, you're going to get hit with what's called short-term capital gains tax. Um, that can be pretty hefty. Okay. That can be pretty hefty. Um, so some, there's, there's a few things you can kind of finesse the system, right? Uh, so one thing you can do is create an LLC, right? As you know, LLC is just an entity. So it doesn't mean you're creating a business, right? You just create the LLC and you can trade under the LLC. So your business is trading. Mm-hmm. So now instead of trading as an individual, you're trading as a business. So that's going to allow you to do a few things. Um, it's going to allow you to uh, write off different things, right? So for example, like Anything that you use for trading is now write-off. So if you're buying monitors, um, laptops, screens, whatever, uh, those are all write-offs. Any type of trading subscription that you have, subscriptions to flow services, subscriptions to Discord groups, mentorship, that's all write-off, right? You can even, if you have a home office, right, um, a, a room in your house apartment that's specifically just used for working, you can actually write off a portion of your rent if you're trading out of there, right? Mm. It's $5 per every square foot mm-hmm. up to 300 square feet, right? So um, you can write off some of your rent. Like, there's a lot of different things. Like, it, it, trading under LLC opens up a lot of options for you, right? Gotcha. So another thing, um, like I said, you're getting hit with short-term capital gains tax, you know, when you're making these day trading profits. Um, the problem with that is you can only write off $3,000 in losses as a trader, right? So what you can do is you can make a mark-to-market election or MTM, and what that's going to allow you to do is instead of being um, taxed with short-term capital gains, it's now being taxed as regular income. Mm -hmm. So you can write off 100% of your losses now as a trader. So say you make $100,000 from like a 9-to-5, and then you make, uh, and then you lose like fifty thousand from trading. You can write off that entire fifty thousand, so your entire income now is only one hundred thousand. So you're getting taxed um, differently, and that's a big one. Um, but you have to be able to prove that you are trading for income, trading for livelihood. Mm-hmm. So if you're only making two thousand dollars a year, 
don't even worry about it. You know, the IRS needs to see that you're making enough to live off of. So, um, you know, it's not something to consider at the beginning when you're starting small, but, you know, you're making six figures, uh, you know, as a trader, you definitely want to get that MTM election mm -hmm. uh, because that's what these big traders are doing. That's what the big money is doing, right? Right. Right. Do you think they're, you know, trading millions of dollars and only writing off 3,000 losses? No, no, no. 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 Okay. no. Right. Not at all. Right. Not at all. Wow. Okay. Wow. No, no, that's you. They, I genuinely do appreciate it because, like I said, I've, I have never, under this, under God's beautiful son, heard anybody, you know, make mention of, you know, anything as it pertains to taxes. So that was, that was huge. But now, we've talked a lot about options trading, right? right. We've dived really, really deep into it. I know that you're a day trader, right? But you're also a business owner as well, right? I, I, JT, I do my research. Trust me. Oh I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I do. I do. I do a little shop shop. <laughs> a little something, something. Let's talk about your company. I, I want to talk about Capital Flow. Okay. You're a fintech business owner, right? Name of your company, Capital Flow. Could you talk to us a little bit? Well, first, before we talk about your business, for those who don't know, what exactly is fintech let's dive a little bit into that so fintech is just financial technology so like any type of website or app um that's going to help people make money manage money um things like that gotcha 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 and it uh and your business capital flow how exactly does that well first off where, where'd you get the idea to start a fine because typically when people think about starting businesses, especially in today's day and age, people want to do like drop shipping. So a lot of people want to do what I do, which is credit repair. Other people want to get into real estate and all these other different things. I don't know anybody from the block that's got a fintech company. I'm sorry, I just don't. I know a couple of dudes that got do rag, you know, do rag businesses. And, you know, um, I don't know. They reselling Jordans, reselling you know, Jordans yeah. and I don't know. Maybe they they're on Toro and everybody. I don't know any fintech business owners. What made you want to get into the space and what exactly is Capital Flow? Actually, you, you just said one of the reasons um, I feel like, you know, um, courses, a lot of people make courses, right? When you think about selling online, right? Um, courses are kind of oversaturated. Um, so I wanted to do something different, right? So really the reason, so Capital Flow is an options flow service, like we had talked about earlier, seeing where that big money is going. So the reason why I wanted to create my own options flow service is because I had a, a community since 2019, you know, where I was helping people. Um, called Impact Investments. Mm -hmm. So what we do with Impact Investments is we get people in as beginners that don't have any experience, that don't have any knowledge when it comes to trading, and they need that mentorship, they need that extra guidance. Mm -hmm. So we get them to a point where they are confident and comfortable enough to trade on their own, right? Because my goal is not to have people rely on me forever. Um, the whole point of trading is freedom. If you're relying on me, you're not really free because right. if I go away, now you don't know what to do. Right. So I get people to the point where they can trade on their own. They no longer need my help. So I created Capital Flow as a way to continue to provide value to people once they felt like they no longer needed that mentorship. So it's like you come into the group as a beginner. Right. You get to a point where you can do this on your own. Now you're doing this on your own. I have another service for you that's going to make that even easier. Right. And I'm also able to reach more people. Right. So um, there's already a lot of traders out there that are experienced that won't benefit from a trading group, but they'll right. definitely still benefit from having that options flow, seeing where the big money's going. Mm -hmm. So I can reach more people, give lifetime value to my customers, and do that all while still staying in that same lane, mm -hmm. which is important to me. Um, you know, when you're creating multiple businesses, I feel like business number two should always be an extension of business, business number, number one. one. Exactly. And, and something that's like a red flag to me is when people have businesses, like they say, <laughs> okay, they'll help you make, money drop shipping right they say they do drop shipping they flip houses real estate you know they're they're doing options like n like they do credit a bunch of stuff that's like right. not connected because you are not an expert in all of these lanes right you're not it's right. impossible right. right so something that was important for me was to stay in that lane of trading options so really capital flow is just an extension of what i had already been doing for a few years got you got you got you got you and how long has capital flow been around because it's still a fairly new business correct? yeah yeah it's fairly new so we we launched it um i launched it in the group uh specifically for the group in january of this year got you right that was kind of like a beta kind of testing thing just getting some people in getting some feedback making tweaks based on what they say um it's been available to everyone since july of this year Mm -hmm. Actually, it was June. My fault. June, June, June of yeah, this year. June okay. This year. What's it? What is? The, what is life like? Because once again, you're a day trader, but you still you still have this business. It's uh -huh. extremely new business, right? What's the, what's what is it like owning and operating and running a financial technology company? Is it any different than you know what you think what it possibly is for 
and be somebody like myself who has a service-based business like credit repair? What, what's that experience like? Man, it's, it's interesting, right? It's interesting. Um, when it comes down to it, there's uh, two things, you know, that it really takes to operate and manage a fintech company. It's mm-hmm. going to be money and execution. Okay. Right? So money, like, one thing about this fintech space is is pay to play. You know, it, it you got to put up some money to get your fintech off the ground. You mm-hmm. know, it's not free and it's not going to be cheap most of the time. So you really have two options, right? You can put up your own money, put up your own funding to get it off the ground, or you can get some funding from investors. Um, me personally, I was blessed enough to be in a position where I could put my own money up to start my fintech. Um, I could have went the investor route and got funding, but I didn't want to go that way uh, because when you get money from investors, then you have to give up equity. And mm, yeah. I'm thinking like long term, you know, five, 10 years, however long it may be. When I get to a point where I might want to sell this company, you know, now I've retained equity so I can actually get more money that way. And for two, when you go the investor route, sometimes um, depending on who you go with, how it works, whatever your structure is, they might end up wanting to call some shots, tell you what you can and can't do and things like that. So that wasn't something that I wanted for me. So, you know, you got to be able to put up some money and then it's execution. So execution is actually having one person or a team of people um, actually build out the software, right? Build out the website, build out the app, make it look good, make sure the data is flowing, everything's working right. So for me, um, I have a little bit of experience when it comes to coding. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really a beginner, right? So I had three options, right? It was either put out um, a site as a beginner, which I didn't want to do because you're going to be able to tell this looks like it was something that was put out by a beginner. It's not clean. It doesn't flow right? It doesn't look good. So, or um, I could learn how to code and then do that. But to be a really great coder, like a really great one, it can take 10 to 15 years of experience. Mm. Um, and so, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to do that for the next 10, 15 years. Right. So much time has passed. Or option three was to build a development team of people that are already experienced, um, that know how to put something together, that they've been doing this for years. Um, so that's the route I went. You know, I put together a team. I put my own money up, put together a team. Um, they were able to uh, do some of the heavy lifting. I do, you know, like I said, I can do a little bit here and there. But as far as the heavy lifting, I have a team for that. Um, so that's how I put together my uh, fintech. Got you. And like you said, the two biggest things, the two most pivotal things to make it happen, to not just get it off the ground, but really continue to push it and take it to that next level, money and execution. Right. Right? Money and execution, which are two important things because also when we think about what the sit down has been. There's somebody who's watching this right now who's like, okay, I want to make money in the space that JT is in, right? In this day trading space. And now with all the information that they've been able to learn, now it's time to execute, uh-huh. right? So with that being said, I want to close this, start to close this thing out. But before I do that, you talked about mentorship. You talked about all these different things. If I'm watching this, I'm like, man, I like this dude. He knows what he's talking about. I learned a lot. I received a lot of free value from him. I'm looking to make some money in the space and I'm looking to execute. How can I take that next step to, number one, get connected with you, and number two, do you have anything that you can give to the general audience today in a form of mentorship or getting access to the community that you talked about so they, they can begin their their trading journey? Or if they already start, began their trading journey, take their trading journey to the next level. Talk about that. Yeah, so the best way to stay connected with me, I'm on all social media platforms at the Almighty JT. That's Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube. Um Instagram and YouTube are really going to be my best ones. That's why I'm putting out tutorials, giving out tips, reels, things like that. Um, so, again, that's at the Almighty JT. Um, follow me on uh, Instagram. Subscribe to my YouTube. Um, as far as the services that I have to offer, I have the Options Flow service, which is called Capital Flow. So, Options Flow is like we talked about, following that big money, seeing what they're buying, when they're buying it, easiest way to get paid. You can create an account for that at CapitalFlow.app. Mm-hmm. Um, it costs $35 per month. Um, you know, there's a lot of other similar services that are charging hundreds and thousands. I wanted to keep mine affordable. Capital Flow $35 comes with a seven-day free trial, too, so you can test it out. And then I have the trading community, which is Impact Investments. Um, so that's going to be for beginners. If you don't know anything about trading, you're just looking to take that first step, right? You can come join Impact Investments. We're doing live trading five days a week, so we can you can actually trade right alongside us. We're teaching classes through Zoom multiple times per week. You have a lot of beginner resources, everything that you need to go from beginner to pro and feel confident and comfortable enough to do this on your own. The normal price on Impact is $100, but by the time this episode drops, mm. I'm going to say this, there is going to be a sale. 
I love it. There's going to be a sale. Let's do it. So, you know, definitely tap in with Impact because mm-hmm. it's not going to be there for long. Mm-hmm. I haven't even decided what it is. I, I wish I could tell, but no, there's, there's, there's going to be something. I appreciate There's going to be something. I appreciate Y'all are watching this. There's definitely going to be something mm-hmm. for Impact Investments, right? Because I know there's probably more beginners and experienced traders that are watching this, mm-hmm. right? So what was the other thing you asked me? Um, really just, really just those two things, how they could tap in, tap in with you and also, you know, how, how they can get, oh, yeah, I didn't give the site. So yeah, um, there you go. yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for, for impact, um, it's impactinvestments.online to join mm-hmm. the community. Gotcha. There you go. And now let me ask you, let, we can use this final question and close things out. Answer this for me. Fill in the blank. Okay. You should not join this community. If what? If you think you are going to get rich overnight, mm. that's not what this is. That's okay. not what this is. This is not this is not you coming in and then we help you flip all your money overnight. Now you're rich. What we have is a system that allows you to be profitable over the long term and really for the rest of your life. So don't come in thinking you're just about to make some quick money. Like, nah, that's not what we're doing. Gotcha. My guy JT. Yeah. Thank you for thank you for coming through, man. Oh, I yeah, man. You, man. Man, I appreciate you, bro. This is dope. I appreciate you for sliding through. I appreciate each and every single one of y'all for sliding through and, and watching this episode. Tap with my guy at the Almighty JT, correct? Yep. yep. Capitalflow.app. Yep. Um, impact over investments. Impact investments. Impact investments. Dot online. Dot online. Yep. You understand? And, and tap in with everything that he has going on. And if you've made it to the point of this episode, I really do appreciate it. And all I ask in return is that you take a second, take a minute, take an hour out of your day right here, right now. to Just go ahead, slap that like button, tell a friend to tell a friend to show this episode some love. As always, I'm Marvin Francois, my guy, Joey Taylor. Y'all have been good. We've been great. This has been amazing. And as always, thank you. And God bless. Peace. Peace.